Welcome to this edition of The Boldest. My name's Phineas Mir. Joining me in the studio is Raphael Kaleb. Hello, Raphael. G'day, Finn. How are you? I am very well. Now, uh, we've got a um, we've got a uh, action-packed show t- today. Uh, but before we get into the show, we have to say that our... Well, we um, are... Uh, well, we have we we do have to say our usual thing, which is that the bonus is all about ex, all about um, well, all about grabbing, demanding. Uh, sorry, not just waiting for some well-meaning person to give you your human rights, but demanding them. Anyway, we're we're going to get back on track. We because up on today's show, we're all about the arts, and uh, we've got some guests coming in. In fact. In fact, Raphael Kaleb spoke with David Turk, who is a light and kinetic artist who's exhibiting in the I Am Art exhibition. And Raphael caught up with him earlier. with the I Am Art exhibition on the 15th of September, running through to the 2nd of September. I had the opportunity to catch up with David Turk, light and connected artist. Welcome to the show, David. How are you going, Raphael? I'm very well. Now, David, tell us about your background. It's about computers and art. Yeah, well, actually, it wasn't about art initially. It was just about computers and electronics. And I, uh, even though I started with electronics, I uh, diverged into just pure computing and uh, working, supporting compu- people's computing problems. And then I wasn't interested in continuing that so much and moved into programming did another number of um, CD-ROM interactives that uh, went into places like schools for educational use. Um, did some uh, multimedia touchscreen touch work, which uh, the largest uh, effort that I was part of was for the National Gallery of Victoria, although that particular um, touchscreen system's all been replaced because that was way back in 2001. And some uh, websites uh, <clears throat> like for the Lost Dogs Home, uh, which was an interactive uh, piece uh, to teach children how to look after their pets where they had to choose between uh, one of three dogs or one cat and then they had to look after it to get a certificate at the end that they could print out and that's uh, still online. It is. Look, I was having a look at the interactive pet show and I just think that it was from an artistic point of view there that... When a person actually has a virtual pet, mm. did you come up with that concept? Uh, it was it was a joint effort. I mean, I should just clarify, I wasn't the artist or the programmer on this one. I actually stepped out of my normal bounds and became the producer. And I worked with uh, an ex-teacher 
um, and I work with the client and I work with uh, a programmer and a graphics designer, a very, very competent team that I put together and this is the result that we produced. Uh, I, I, I would say this was a classic example of how to go about a software project uh, given my experience to make sure it actually worked out well. Well, let's fast forward to... 2016. Now, there was the Home is Where the Art exhibition in 2015. Yes. Were you were you one of the emerging artists that came through? Well, I don't know. I still think I'm an emerging artist because I'm still learning a lot, to be quite frank. And it, it was sort of sparked by that opportunity there that that, that was being run with the IM Art. Uh, sorry, with the uh, Home is Where the Art is last year. And just my uh, peaked interest in utilising uh, the the electronics that I had recent, the well, I don't know about new wave, but new to me at the time, wave of electronics based upon uh, around the Arduino uh, range, which uh, come in many different forms. And today I've brought with me uh, one of the um, pieces, half of the uh, work from last year, which is the four by four by four multicoloured light cube. Um, so, yeah, that's, that was uh, part of that exhibition last year. Now, from memory, that was called How My Brain Works, wasn't uh, it? it was, no, it was called uh, My Brain Through a Looking Glass, and it was basically the idea was there was two parts representing both hemispheres of my brain, but not in terms of left and right, but in terms of logical and emotional. And the 4 by 4 by 4 light cube represented the um, logical side, and then I had a rotating disc that represented the emotional side where there was pictures of my face that you could look through a magnifying glass and um, with a magic Harry Potter-style wand, tap on the outside of the glass enclosure this was all in and have the disc rotate to a different uh, image of my face which you had to peer through the uh, magnifying glass and at the same time, the 4x4x4 light cube would change its patterns. Uh, so, like, for example, uh, whenever you got through and cycled through to my angry face, the 4x4x4 light cube uh, displayed a thunderstorm-style pattern uh, and so forth. I understand, but for the I Am Art exhibition, I think that you have got the electric jellyfish? Yes, yes. It's, there's a little bit sort of less of the physical uh, kinetic. It's the um, lighting uh, aspect of it that now shows a rotation to make this, uh, what I've called the electric jellyfish, light up in a blue-green colour, uh, representing like uh, how you see some electroluminescing uh, uh, sea critters like jellyfish or and or squid in the ocean, but it's 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 under great stress at the moment, as um, described in my uh, art piece. In in that it's surrounded by a whole lot of plastic and a whole lot of fish that have eaten plastic and a whole lot of flotsam and jetsam that's mostly plastic that's being thrown away by us without care. And and you know accompanying the um, electric jellyfish is uh, uh, a crab aptly named Crabby McCrab Crab who's on a diet, uh, as you'll see at the art exhibition, of plastic bag. And he doesn't know that's not real food. He's chomping away, using his claws and thinking, oh, this is great, but it's it's just plastic rubbish. It will not fill him and it will eventually kill him, as it will all of us if we keep throwing things away in, you know, plastic things away in the ocean. Does it sound like 
you're trying to make a statement about using art as a way to make a statement about the environment? Yes, well, there's actually a particular category that I discovered a while back ago that covers this. It's called climby art. Well, could you please describe what is climby art? Well, it's basically art that's meant to make people aware of the climate problems that we have. And, you know, I mean, I include the environment as part of that because climate is part of the environment. So that's the basic notion that we're, we're going to use art to make people aware. Uh, they'll say, oh, what's this? What's this artistic piece? But at the same time, there is a message there saying, do damage to our oceans, do damage to ourselves. And with your artwork, what inspires you to create pieces? Oh, look, it comes from many different uh, areas. It, it really it, it comes down to a process of like, you know, you sort of think this and you sort of think that and then you sort of bring it all together uh, over time. You look at what's available, you look at what might be suited, you take things away that won't be suited and it, and, and you've got to remember to, you know, deliver the message, whether it be, you know, talking about my emotional and logical, uh, you know, brain state last year in my art piece or whether it be the environmental message through the electric jellyfish this year. That was eventually the focus that I decided on uh, getting to and everything else had to fit that message. And what other subjects may you be interested in covering in the future? Ooh. Now, you see, there's an interesting thing. Um, I'm probably going to take a break from art and start using the technology here for robots. Uh, at this attended stage, that is what I am planning to do. Of course, anything could come up, but that's where I'm going to be trying to focus things in the very near future. And how is the artwork down at the I Am Art exhibition being received so far? Uh, um, just absolutely brilliantly. The, the uh, opening night on Thursday, which you were in attendance, was just just completely blown away. Uh, let's not forget this is all part of the Fringe Festival, which is on at the moment, and that's being widely publicised. Um, so, yeah, it's... I, I mean, I haven't been there... Um, you know, since the uh, opening, I can't be there 24 by... Well, it's not open 24 by 7, but I can't be op- there when it is open, which is going to be for the next three weeks until the 2nd of October. During the I'm the Art, are there any growing bits of art, like, for example, the Key Project? Yes, the Key Project is uh, something from the uh, gallery... Um, uh, director or uh, manager there, Jeffrey Williams. He he wanted people to bring along a key that represented uh, what what uh, housing with Port Phillip Housing Association meant, and pop that up uh, on the uh, grate or the um, steel mesh on the entrance. And so there's been a number of us that have done that. And with um, your artwork, um, was your were the people that actually inspired you or gave you ideas when you were growing up to move away from computers, like, was there a major parental influence? Oh, no, no. My parents have no idea about this. If I try to explain any of this to my mum, she it's just right over her head. She says, David, stop talking about that. I've no interest. Right. And how do you find having your work on display? Are you comfortable with this? 
Yeah, I'm comfortable with it as long as no one damages it. And I was a bit worried on the opening night as people were going for their uh, drinks that they might sort of, you know, their their cabooses, uh, the backsides might sort of <laughs> go a bit too far and tip it over because it is very delicate. And how do you explain the link between computers and artwork? Well, actually, now, there's a, that's a very long story. I'm not sure if we have a whole lot of time to go into it. But the bottom line is is that computers and art have been hand-in-hand hand for many years. I remember um, when back at school, um, we uh, all we had, you know, to do anything artistic were uh, very monochromatic computer displays that didn't have any graphics other than textual characters and something else was a printer. And the printer was also very limited in terms of what it could do. And yet at the time, the rage was to print out posters specifically tied into what was at the time the Star Wars franchise and utilising ASCII-based art, a very old art form, um, you know, lots of printouts of um, posters for the Star Wars uh, franchise done in ASCII art. And so that, that link's been there for ages. But, you know, nowadays with, with regards to the Arduino, you know, whether it be through this uh, 4x4x4 light cube, which uses the computer to control the lights, or whether it be through the wearables that Adafruit provide, um, those tech, which is what's part of my current art exhibition, uh, that technology, you know, if, if you look at the Adafruit website, you will see how art and computer collide in the most majestic way and the potential to explore things is just great. Well, thank you very much, David, for your time. That's all we have time for today. How do people get in touch with you? Uh, well, first of all, I should say, when you go to the art exhibition, don't forget to vote 65 for my art piece. And basically, you can locate me through anything that's uh, headed by Dave Mark Turk. So Dave Mark Turk uh, at WordPress or uh, Gmail um, and Twitter, you can track me down through those means and get in contact with me. So that's D-A-V-E-M-A-R-K-T-U-R-K at any of those ones I've mentioned. Uh, thank you very much. We've been talking with David Turk, light and kinetic artist, whose work is showing as part of the I'm Art exhibition at the Laneway Art Space at 148A Barclay Street, St Kilda. Thank you. Do you have a community event or campaign you'd like to announce on radio? Maybe your group would like to take a tour of 3CR and find out how community radio works. Are you in a band and would like to record a demo? Or maybe there are people in your workplace or activist organisation who would like to undergo media skills training. 3CR is a resource for the community and offers community announcements, station tours, studio hire and media skills workshops at affordable prices. For more information, contact 3CR on 9419 8377 or go to our website www.3cr.org.au. You're listening to the bonus on this rather chilly, kind of rainy Wednesday afternoon, do we? Or Wednesday evening, I'm not sure. It knows what it's doing, doing weather wise. Anyway. Anyway, that's us, and uh, yeah, so that is us, and you are...
You are listening to 3CR. This is The Boldness, as I said before, with Phineas and Raphael. And we've been talking with David Turk, light and kinetic artist, and for the purposes of our listeners, at the I Am Art exhibition at the Laneway Art Space, I also do have work on this that's being exhibited too. And our next guest is going to be James Ray, Manager of Housing and Services Development from Port Phillip Housing Association. Welcome to the show, James. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Now, James, what are some of the ways that Port... Why is with Port, Port Phillip Housing Association having more on offer than just tenancy important for people that rent through Port Phillip Housing? Well, a part of um, part of our strategy is to make sure that the uh, the personal well-being of our tenants is achieved. We do that through uh, a number of ways. Um, one of those ways is through the uh, art exhibition itself. Uh, as you know, the PPHA Artists Collective that facilitates the exhibition every year, um, and that's led by a community development officer, uh, Leanne, who did a fantastic job, as, as you could tell by the opening last week. Um, so that that's one of our that's one of our many many different opportunities that we have for tenants to participate um, in their neighbourhoods and communities, because we believe that that participation. Um, you know, gives people a really good sense of identity, gives people a good sense of place, and also helps to sustain their tenancies. You know, it helps to sustain where they live because people feel well and people feel connected um, to to each other in their community. So, um, you know, it's really important that we have a number of, of opportunities. Um, like we uh, also have the PPHA uh, Tenant Photography Competition uh, active at the moment, and that's a really good opportunity for tenants to take photos under the theme of uh, my house, my home, uh, send them to PPHA, and we have independent judges to um, judge judge the photos, and uh, there, there's prizes in that as well. Uh, you know, a lot of our tenants come from a variety of backgrounds. You know, we have people who are over 55, we have people who have you know, long-term uh, experiences of homelessness, drug and alcohol use, family violence, um, people who identify as uh, GLBTI who have had some really, really tough times um, uh, in the community and you know, we, we can see by the, by the kinds of um, divisive rhetoric that is, that is coming out uh, about, about people that I've been identify as GLBTI that, um, you know, having an organisation that's supportive of diversity and supportive of opportunity to people who have been through, you know, some kind of trauma in their life is really important. Um, yeah. Now, James, yeah. what are some of the other programs that Port Phillip Housing offers to tenants other than the I Am Art exhibition and the photography exhibition? Yeah. Are there... I think, has there been other previous courses such as a Hero's Journey? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Hero's Journey is um, a really great program. It's uh, it's part mentoring, part um, uh, personal development to help people um, build the skills to be job ready and understand themselves and understand their skills, understand their knowledge and what and 
how to go about applying for a job or perhaps enrolling in a course or something like that. So it's it, it's it's job and training readiness. Um, and I think I think it's a really a really key program that we would like to that we'd like to expand in the future. Um, we don't we don't run it ourselves, but but we fund places for for our tenants to attend that program. Now, James, how does this actually differ from? This sounds like way beyond what a regular real estate agent or a tenancy may actually involve. Usually, it involves housing, and that's actually all. Yeah, I ran privately, um, and I think I see my or hear from my landlord probably about oh, once a year. Yeah, you know? um, but uh, I guess it is a really different uh, relationship. You know, um, at PPHA we provide um, affordable, quality housing to people on low income, uh, and so with that, um, there are. Uh, certain um, regulations that we need to follow, and certain um, uh, things that we need to we need to uh, abide by, uh, that is very different from the private rental market. You know, community housing is the is the uh, uh, answer to the market failure, which is private rental. You know, uh, private rental in Melbourne, as you're aware, is completely just not affordable. At all for somebody on New Start or somebody on DSP, you know, or single families who may be working as well. It's just not, just not affordable. So community housing is really, and and the public housing as well is really the answer, answer to that massive market failure that is uh, really pushing people out really far. So, um, you know, it's just really two two different models. One's the market model. And one's a social model. Uh, we're speaking tonight with James Ray, James Ray, who is the manager of the Port Phillip Housing Association. James, just wondering, what um, is there enough housing for people with disabilities generally, both in the community sector, uh, the community housing sector, and also the uh, private rental market? So is there, just to clarify, so are you asking if there's enough uh, accessible housing for people um, in community housing and also in private rental? Yes. Well, I'm not not really sure on the numbers on that one, um, but I think there is a really high demand for accessible um, and adaptable and affordable housing for people um, and their carers uh, who who have a disability. Um, now, what we're seeing is, you know, a lot of young people still in nursing homes. You know, we have a we have our uh, we have a good relationship with the Summer Foundation, who has a mission of, uh, you know, taking people out of nursing homes who are able to live independently, but they just need. Um, proper housing and proper support and targeted support. Um, I do think that uh, the NDIS will provide um, some really great opportunities uh, for people with disabilities and their carers um, to uh, really choose the kind of housing that they want to live in, and that will that will enable what 
those kinds of things will make it so community housing organisations will come along for the ride because that's that's what we're interested in. We're interested in housing uh, people who are on low incomes and need it. So, um, in terms of private housing, though, again, if you again if you look at a if you look at a private model which is all about profit and income, you know, um, to adapt a property costs money. To modify a property uh, or or have a property available uh, like that on the market is 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 a cost to to a private real estate agent. So um, generally, you know, my assumption is that um, you know it, it's not that. I guess private real estate agents, you know, they want they want to they want to make the money for their landlords. You know, PPHA is interested in in making a profit. Uh, we we do we do want to have uh, a proper revenue, which is what we get through through our rents. But uh, uh, you know, private real estate agents. Yeah, I guess there's no motivation for them, perhaps, to um, uh, rent out um, or rent out those those kinds of properties. Not to say that they don't exist, but yeah, I guess yeah. Uh, the community housing sector is more interested in building that kind of housing and developing that kind of housing, James, particularly under the NDIS. James, sadly, we're we're, we're almost uh, we're almost running out of time. Rambled, have a night. We're we've almost run out of time, but uh, before we before we go, um, yeah. How I guess um, two questions if you could keep them brief. Uh, okay. Just what, what have you had any? What do people going back to the programs you offered? Do, yeah. do you have any? Uh, what 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 do what do residents say about them? Have you do you get good feedback? We get we get great feedback about our programs. We have a really committed housing services and community development team that does a lot of engagement with our tenants to get them along to the programs. We uh, we have um, surveys that we do as well to make sure that our our programs are working and evaluated. But yeah, we have some we have some really great um, great feedback from tenants. Some people feel that uh, you know that it's improved their their life their quality of life. We've had some people um, that we know of have gone gone to uni, or they're currently uh, studying uni. They I think some of them went through the uh, hero's journey. Uh, I know that from our art exhibition last year, we had a few people uh, enrol in university courses that's, to further their their um, that's, uh, art careers. That's and, fa- yeah. fa- that is fantastic. News and very good work, James. Just uh, finally, where can people go if they require f- further info on Port Phillip Housing Association? Well, our website is the best the best resource, which is www.ppha.org.au. But if you are after updates about what we're doing and um, uh, that they're a bit more frequent, uh you should search for our Twitter, which is ppha underscore housing. Fantastic. Well, thank you, thank you very much for coming on the show tonight, James. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. That was James Ray, Ray who is the manager of Port Phillip Housing Association. And uh, 
Raphael's got a got got as you said. You you've got a great uh, exhibit coming up there, Raphael. Oh, I said I've got a huge poster down at the IMR exhibition. Who is a rambling virologist? Fantastic. Um, now, before we go, I just wanted to quickly mention that Quipping's the disability and queer friendly uh, 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 the- or theatre show is is on this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. So if you want more information about that, go check out the Quipping's Facebook page. That is Quip, Q-U-I-P-P-I-N-G-S, Quipping's, and uh, get along to the show at the Richmond Theorette. Anyway, it's time for us to go. See you, Raphael. See you, Finn. We'll be back on the 19th of October. And next up is Tamil Voices. And we're going out on the Rolling Stones classic, She's a Rainbow. Cheers. Cheers.